Welcome to another episode of Inside the Oval presented by Dignity Health. This week, I'm really excited to be joined by 49ers Senior Manager of Partnership Activation, Safia Diab. Hi! Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast appearance. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. Well, first things first... What are your responsibilities as senior manager of partnership activation? Oh, there's a lot of them. So um, from a job perspective, I manage our corporate partnership accounts um, or a portion of them. And so really, I work with our corporate partners to fulfill their contractual elements, um, as well as come up with new ideas. So anything that takes their brand and marries it with the 49ers brand, you know, we come up with whether it's marketing campaigns, events, community relations, media, signage that you see in stadium and out of stadium, as well as on-site activations. When you say you work on activations, what does that mean? So for a brand, they engage or interact with fans through activations. And an activation can be something as simple as a digital sign with their messaging and logo. It can be something as large as a tent and a table setup where you engage with the brand team and you know receive something back from them. Um, really an activation is anything that brings a brand together with a fan. The 49ers have a, a lot of partners. How many of those are you responsible for? I currently manage about 15 corporate partners. With 15 partners or just an abundance of partners, do you try to stick to one vertical? Like, Do you get all of the food and beverage companies or do you get to kind of branch out into a bunch of different industries? Yeah, luckily I get to branch out into a bunch of different industries, um, which makes it fun because nothing's ever the same. So whether it's an automotive company, a food and beverage, grocery, technology, um, it really provides the opportunity to learn about different industries as well as work with different partner industries. When going back a little bit, you went to LSU. When you stepped foot on campus for the first time, what did you think you wanted to do? First of all, go Tigers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I when I originally stepped foot on campus, I was going to do broadcast journalism. That was my initial major. And then at what point did did that change or did you graduate with that? It did change. I did a semester in broadcast journalism and then really decided to switch to marketing so that I could have more opportunity to be creative and I wouldn't necessarily need to move for a specific job. I assumed that I could, you know, do marketing for a multitude of companies wherever I wanted. When you were at college, did you do anything like extracurricular that to like pad your resume for when you would eventually leave Louisiana? 
I did not, and I so wish I did, outside of going to football games. I wish I would have done, you know, more internships. I wish I would have joined in a few more groups. So I didn't really, but, you know, if I knew then what I know now, I definitely would have. So after you graduated, what was your path then to the Bay Area? I decided that I wanted to move to California for um, six months just for fun. I kind of wanted, you know, a, a fun experience after college. So I want, so I moved to Los Angeles and, you know, really it was for six months. I was going to go back to Louisiana and go back home and, you know, get a real job. And then I, it's been about 15 years and I haven't gone back other than to visit. And then when did you apply for the 49ers or how did you, how did you get into this organization? Sure. So after living in LA for about three years, I moved up to the Bay Area. My family had since moved to the Bay Area and I wanted to be closer to them. So moved up here. I was living in San Francisco working and I was actually in between jobs trying to figure out what I was going to do, what my next step was. Um, And so kind of started looking around at sports, never really thought that there was much of a front office staff. Um, You know, we attend sporting events, but you never really think who is behind the scenes creating everything that you see. And in the Bay Area at that time, you know, there was multiple sports teams um, in the NFL as well as other leagues. And I just kind of started looking um, and found a part-time job listed for the 49ers and applied for it kind of jokingly, never thinking that I would get it. Um, and then I got the call for an interview and had two interviews and then got that position. So um, it's kind of shocking. What was that initial position? It was a part-time receptionist position at the headquarter training facility, which we call 49. Um, the receptionist was going out on maternity leave, and so they needed someone to fill in for her. Okay, I have so many questions. First off, <laughs> I think after people leave college, they're always hesitant to take that like internship or part-time job. I took both a part-time job and an internship after I graduated, but do you think there is some benefit there in what some people might consider like a step back after you've graduated? Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, um, all of my friends were going to grad school or getting jobs right out of college. And I just wanted to experience, you know, life a little bit. I wanted to move away and experience some time on my own. And so I did that. I I did continue working part time um, in a retail boutique. And um, then I moved into a full-time position in PR and marketing for a fashion organization. But yeah, I definitely felt that I was taking a step back because I wasn't doing everything at the specific time that others were doing. But, you know, I think it somehow it worked out for me. (laughs) And then from the position you entered with, what was the progression then to partnerships? 
Um, it's kind of crazy. So I started on April 9th, which was 4-9, which now I, I consider kind of like a good omen. So you can never forget your anniversary. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so after about two and a half months at the front desk, I really wanted to stay on um, and do anything. I It didn't matter to me what it was. I just wanted to stay here. And the HR manager at the time said, unfortunately, we don't have anything for you here. But down the street, the company who was selling tickets and hospitality for the new stadium, they're looking for a part-time office manager. Um, would you like that? And so I went in and I interviewed and I got that. So I went down the street and started working um, with that team. And then that week that I started there, I got a call back from 4-9 saying that they needed some afternoon help in the HR department. So um, I said, okay, you know, anything to keep me in the building and under the 49ers umbrella. So about three, four months, I was doing both the office manager down the street and then I'd come over um, to 4-9 and help with uh, human resources. And then Luckily, someone um, in corporate partnerships thought, hey, I might be good for the position that was opening up. And they passed my resume along. And, you know, before I knew it, I got a call in for an interview and um, had a couple rounds. And then on October 24th, I will never forget it. I was told that I was getting the partnership manager position and literally went into the bathroom and cried and called my mom and my brother to let them know. <laughs> oh. Do you remember after you got that job, what your first project was? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was, we were, it was just in the beginning of that particular season. Um, so it was just learning how things were done at Candlestick. I remember going up to my first game for, partnerships and just getting partners set up in the pregame tailgate area um, and getting set up for game day. I remember I actually had to help my colleague put lotion and hand soap in all of the suite bathrooms in Candlestick because at that time we had a lotion and a soap partner um, and one of their activations was to have their products in all the bathrooms. I think something that's interesting is there aren't a lot of people, at least in my department, who were here for the transition from Candlestick to Levi's. You were even like, it would have been crazier for you as someone in corporate partnerships because you guys had to manage like the opening of the building with all the partners. What was that like? <laughs> Oh, wow. That was something that I'm definitely proud of because, you know, to your point, not a lot of people can say that they have done just because, you know, stadiums aren't built every day. So it was a very heavy lift. Um, a lot of our partners did come over to the new stadium, to Levi's Stadium. And, you know, we helped build the stadium from scratch from, you know, um, groundbreaking to what it is today and just implementing partner signage, working with vendors, um, you know, to figure out the locations of, of partners and just really building it was 
insane. There were so many late nights and just so many ins and outs, but so cool to be able to say. Since you got the, that first job in the corporate partnerships team, how has your job evolved? I would definitely say it's become a little bit more creative. When I first started, we had each of us had so many different partners. We were kind of just checking the box on their fulfillment assets. And now it's really because we have a smaller number of partners, we're able to really hone in on, you know, what that partner brand wants, how they tie into the 49ers, um, and have some creative fun with them, coming up with different things to do in different campaigns. I definitely would say it's gotten harder just because even though I have less partners, they are larger. So, you know, their assets are larger than just an LED running during the game. There's more involved with each partner's contract. Because they are large brands. They're the Pepsis and the Bud Lights of the world. Because they also partner with other teams, how much of your job is looking at best practices or what collaborating with other teams or other companies to look at what's happening or to get inspiration from other outlets? A lot. Um, It's probably one of my favorite parts of the job is that I'm able to connect with my counterparts from other teams in the NFL and even in some of the other leagues and just see what they do. If there's a cool idea that we can kind of transition over to the 49ers and, you know, learn new things. There's always something to learn from my counterparts, which I love. So I definitely do research during the off season, what other teams have done in the past, what has been successful definitely do research on the partners and what their brand has been doing lately and really kind of focus in on that for upcoming activations. It brings up an interesting point in off-season versus in-season. There are no two days that are the same in sports. We can all agree on that. But what is your day-to-day like in the season versus out of season? So I'll start with out of season first because it kind of leads into the season. So out of season, we really try and work on what we're going to do for the season, whether it's a sweepstakes, whether it's something on site, whether it's in retail. And so the off season months are really kind of honing in on what that looks like, as well as getting all of the creative assets from our partners that will be utilized throughout the season. And then once the season comes, you kind of have everything hopefully situated to where you can kind of press a button and and say go. And then obviously during the season, you know, the games, we only have 10 home games. Well, hopefully, you know, sometimes more, but it's really ensuring that everything that's happening in the stadium for the games are, you know, set and, correct and assets are running, et cetera. Um, So I would say season is more management um, when the off season is more kind of coming up and gathering everything that you need in order to fulfill the season. 
Speaking of the season, what is a typical game day like for you? Well, I definitely get my steps in um, <laughs> on game day. My my tracker usually, you know, logs some mileage. Really, I, I get here, you know, a couple hours, four hours before kickoff. If I have any partners set up for fan engaging activations on game day, making sure that they're set up. Um, making sure that partner entitlement spaces are ready for fans to enter, and then really being able to just visit with any contacts that I have on site, you know, going and chatting with partners during game day is always fun. And, you know, just making sure that everything that I had been planning on for that week leading up to it is ready and going without a hitch. Beyond game day, I think people think 49ers football or 49ers organization, they're going to think football. But do you have a favorite event or I guess event that is non-game day that you work on with a partner? Probably my favorite off-field event is anything that we do with our community relations department. They do such a great job of bringing the 49ers brand as well as partners on board to help within the community. So anything really that I have a partner tied to where we're helping our CR team help the community is probably my favorite. This past summer, we were able to work with our CR team for a food insecurity event. It was presented by Pepsi. So it spanned a couple days of stuffing backpacks for kids getting ready to go back to school. And then we hosted a food pickup in the Oakland area where families who were really in need got to drive through, pick up food, pick up, you know, items that they needed. And it was really heartwarming to see these people just be so appreciative. And our CR team did a great job in pulling that event together. And it was cool to see that. I was able to do to help with that event due to our partnership with Pepsi. We had a all hands meeting or all staff meeting recently, and it was announced that more partners are getting involved in our community relations team and are making that more of a priority. Have you seen that throughout? One, congratulations. Two, have you seen that as like a trend in the industry or are our partners and our CR team just that amazing? Um, Both, actually. Um, Yes, I definitely have seen a trend with that because, you know, there's only so much you can do on a game day. There's only so much time that happens during a game, there's only so many fans in the building. So I think partners, I think from other companies, it's been important to have their employees have their company name tied to something off the field that's really helping the community. I know that we're in times right now that, you know, there's so many people who are affected by different catastrophes and really need the support. And so if people are willing to give their time, their effort and their money to help out a cause, you know, it benefits everybody. So I definitely think that it's a trend that's hopefully just going to continue to grow. And yes, our CR team is amazing as well. 
Not to be a Debbie Downer, but I do want to talk a little bit about 2020. A big part of corporate partnerships is having 70,000 people that you can put partners and logos and events in front of. What was it like not having that, but still having to make sure that your partners were getting the eyes and the impressions that they are looking for? It was tough. It was definitely, um, you know, a, a new way of, of activating, if you will. Um, our social and digital team, um, inclusive of yourself, were instrumental in providing, you know, alternative ways to get our partners in front of fans. So basically, anything that happens on the video board during a game, we had to transition and figure something out for a social element or a digital element or a presenting partner of, you know, a, a, a web show or something. So it was definitely difficult. I think it probably spawned a different look at um, assets in the fact that so many partners, you know, want to grab the attention of the 70,000 plus people on game day, but there's also such a big element that you can grab the attention of that's not here on game day. That's, you know, looking at their phones or watching television or watching a show online. Um, even something like this podcast, um, you know, is a great way to touch more fans um, rather than just focusing in stadium on game days. Yes, thank you, Dignity Health. <laughs> <laughs> Something that not a lot of people know, which I always thought was a really funny responsibility that you had, was pre-2020, you were responsible for player signing day, which oh means all of, the, all of the helmets and footballs and other collateral that every department in the entire organization <laughs> wanted signed by players happened on one day. And how did you become responsible for that? <laughs> That's a question I always ask myself. <laughs> um, and I definitely have asked, you know, <laughs> my boss that as well. Um, so we have a lot of autographed merchandise that we owe to partners. Um, we probably, or we do have the largest amount throughout the organization. So it kind of made sense that our department would not only assist, but almost be in charge of having everything signed and ordered, et cetera. Um, and this was actually kind of transitioned to me. Um, I raised my hand and wanted to help um, one year and just to kind of, you know, learn what it took to do it. Um, and somehow I um, became kind of the, the holder of this event. So, yes, we, um, you know, I work and we'll order hundreds of items and then I'll work with our PR team to set up time and date to get all these items signed by the players and unbox, get them signed, box them up, distribute to departments. And if I'm lucky, every department gets what they ordered. Sometimes I'm not that lucky. 
I also, I feel remiss because we've been talking about like your team and the group, but we haven't really talked about how it's set up. How is corporate partnerships at the 49ers set up to like run efficiently? Yeah. So we, um, we are under our uh, CRO or our chief revenue officer because we are a revenue team. We have a vice president of partnership and sales who oversees the group. And then we are split up into two sub departments or subcategories, if you will. One is sales and one is activation. So our sales team consists of a director who oversees the sales managers and we have four sales managers. So they are the you know, guys going out and really finding brands that make sense to partner with and coming up with pitches um, and presenting those pitches to those partners. And then once they get assigned agreement, then it passes over to the activation team. In our activation team, we have a director as well who oversees us. And then we have five account managers What's cool about our department is we've really tried to tie the sales side and the activation side together. So rather than the sales team just coming up with ideas, you know, we try and help them say, hey, this has worked in the past or, hey, this is a cool idea for this brand. So we really try to collaborate on those pitch decks, on those sales calls so that we're in the mix and we're in the know because, you know, we are the boots on the ground, essentially. And so then once, you know, we have a signed deal, um, the activation team kind of runs with it. And like I said, between, you know, the sales manager and the activation manager, um, we kind of bring that partnership, everything that you see on a piece of paper, we bring it to life. For someone who wants your job and it is a lot of people, what would your advice to them be, whether they want to get into sports or into corporate partnerships? I would say to be open to doing anything. And also, you never know who's watching. So, you know, I, when I look back, I felt I was behind everybody. I felt that I wasn't on the right track. But at the same time, I realized what I wanted. I didn't necessarily know I wanted partnerships, but I I knew I wanted to be here. So I was willing to do whatever it took. I volunteered. I raised my hand, you know, and I was just thankful for the opportunity to be able to be a part of whatever event was going on, um, even though it wasn't necessarily in my job description. Um, And then the second part I would say is you never know who's watching, which I also think is part of the reason why I got the opportunity to interview for this job is that, you know, with all my hand raising and with all my just excitement and openness to trying new things and being part of everything, people were watching and I didn't realize that. And the way I know that was when I got this position. My boss at the time said, you know, you must have paid people off because everybody has watched and and seen what you're willing to do and how bad you want this. And so that kind of stuck with me because 
you just never know. Because you have been with the 49ers now for your incredible tenure, but there have been new people into the department. Do you have any hiring or interviewing red flags or things that impress you when people apply for a job? I actually love, um, I recently have been able to help bring on our intern and our game day interns. Um, and I've really loved the fact of being able to work with these young people. Some, some of them, it's their first time into, into the sports industry and really kind of, you know, help them figure out what it is that they want to do. I really love that part. Um, I would say my biggest thing is having a person walk in with a, a notebook and a pen um, and utilize that to take notes, to ask questions. I remember one intern, he, a couple years ago, he was the only one who came to an interview with a pad of paper and he took notes and he had questions prepared and he ended up getting hired. Um, so that's probably my biggest thing that I look for as small as it is, um, is just a pad of paper and a pen. Are you a pad and paper pad of paper, pen, note taker in your normal life? 100%. 100%. Um, I've graduated from sticky notes to <laughs> a notebook. Um, and it's, you know, for me, it's the feeling of crossing something off my list. Granted, I probably make too much of a detailed list. I have too many things on my list, um, which can get tough because some days you don't cross everything off. But I love the physical feeling of writing something down and then crossing it off. I am the same way. I am a to-do lister to a fault. Yes. yes. I don't know what it is. It's just something about, you know, that pad of paper and the pen. I thought we'd finish. Well, we always finish this podcast with a lightning round. The answers do not have to be quick. We just don't have another name for this segment. If you can think of one, let me know. <laughs> um, but what is your favorite thing about your job? I would say that I love the creative process. I love to be able to come up with an idea that you know, is new, is exciting. Um, whether it's something for, you know, the organization or whether it's something for a partner. I just love the creative process. What's your favorite thing about the 49ers organization? Outside of the cliched answer of the people, which I really will say, you know, I've seen some organizations where people walk down the hallway and they don't acknowledge one another. So I love the fact that here, you know, people know your name. Um, they say, hi, how are you? As you walk down the hallways, you know, I really love that because everybody just, you know, loves being here and they love what they do. But I also think a huge piece of it is the opportunities that I've been able to have and I've been able to share those with my family members and my friends. One of the best opportunities is being able to have experiences that money just can't buy. You know, the organization offers different things that 
you just never would get to do um, with any other job. And to be able to share that with my family and friends has been the best thing about this job. What's the last skill you learned? I learned how to build a form stack submission <laughs> entry form. Um, so we have, you know, right now I have a couple partners doing sweepstakes um, online entry forms for prizes. And so I was able to learn how to build a sweepstakes submission form um, utilizing Formstack and pretty stoked about it. Do you have a favorite project you've worked on? Yes. I, um, a couple years ago, we did a Cheetos pop-up activation. And what that entailed was working with our concessionaire and um, Cheetos to create Cheetos included recipes to be for sale at the game. So we did a whole kiosk wrap with Cheetos branding and Cheetos signage. The concessionaire had Cheetos menu items um, like Cheetos, you know, mac and cheese, um, Cheetos meatballs. And then we had Chester Cheetah on site as well, who engaged with fans and, you know, um, promoted the Cheetos pop-up food cart at the stadium. How much time went into planning something like that? It took a lot of time because so many different people were involved to make it happen from creating signage and wrapping the concession stand to promote the Cheetos pop-up to working with our concessionaire to integrate the Cheetos into different menu items, creating pricing, and then working with our game day entertainment team to schedule a video board shot with fans and Chester the Cheetah, and then just really chasing Chester the Cheetah throughout the stadium on game day as um, he was very popular with the fans. So it definitely took a while of planning. I think it came together pretty quickly, but um, there's just a lot of moving parts and a lot of Cheetos on site. <laughs> For in honor of the 49ers 75th anniversary, what is your favorite 49ers football memory or moment? Oh, that's easy. Well, I'm torn. There's two. Um, the first one would be my first season. We played in the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens, and it was being hosted in New Orleans. Um, and we were able to go with a family member. And so I was able to take my brother to that Super Bowl. And we literally had the first row seats behind the photographers in the end zone. And it was so cool to be able to share that with him. And, you know, it was going back home, essentially. And just having it be my first season just meant so much. And then I guess the second time would be this most recent Super Bowl in Miami. Again, just being able to experience that with my brother who, you know, taught me about football was really cool. But um, there's been, you know, uh, so many other memories, just being able to travel to other stadiums, you know, see other players, just so many experiences. But the 
Super Bowl 47 was definitely, um, definitely the first and the best. If, I mean, you do not have to answer this. It's pretty controversial, but of the two Super Bowl halftimes you saw, was there a better one? I, I loved the 47 because of the fact that it was Destiny's Child and it was kind of a surprise that they came back together. So I loved that. And obviously it's funny because the lights went out in the Superdome. So I think that would be my favorite. What was that like? Like lights going out? (laughs) It was, it was funny. It was interesting. You know, you're sitting there all of a sudden, um, you know, listening to, to Beyonce sing and boom, the entire dome lights go out and everybody is kind of looking at each other, what is going on? Um, so yeah, it was definitely interesting. And then just the back end of it, all everything that you saw online and the stories coming out of it were just so funny. And then what is your number one piece of New Orleans travel advice or recommendation? Oh, the beignets and boiled seafood, hands down. I would say boiled seafood First, um, I'm a huge boiled seafood person. Final question, favorite one. Every job posting has that ominous other duties as assigned bullet point at the very bottom that I think they hope no one sees or reads. <laughs> Have you done something with the 49ers that you weren't expecting or that you wouldn't think norm- when someone thinks of a senior manager in corporate partnerships, they wouldn't think would be included in that role? Yes. Um, I mean, even back to, you know, autograph signing, um, that's definitely one, but something as simple as, you know, packing bags, packing boxes, you know, I, I just, there's so many days where it's not what people think for a glamorous job. And I'm literally taping boxes, um, (laughs) packing up clear bags for partner gifting. I mean, you name it, I've done it. And it's, you know, definitely have had those non-glamorous moments. But, you know, there's always a bigger reason for it. And it always ends up being fun. I think that's the thing that surprises people about sports is I think they always expect you to have these like huge budgets or uh, like a ridiculous amount of people working for a team. And you're like, no, that was me. I packed that box. Exactly. Something, you know, like packing a box or wiping down a chair or, you know, dusting something off. It's just, you're never too big to do something. There is always some grunt work that everyone will do. So it's definitely a roll your sleeves up kind of job. Well, Saf, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I truly appreciate you taking the the hour to come speak with me. Oh, I loved it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I was able to join.